0: jamie rivers and alex ferrario i'm brandon kiley let's go out to the brown and croupin celebrity line happy to be joined by danny mack the cardinals broadcaster and host of scoops with danny mack weekdays from 10 to 11 o'clock right here on 101 espn dan we appreciate the time man how you doing today
1: I am doing great. How about you
0: guys? Doing all right. So, Dan, it looks like, fingers crossed, hopefully we could see the Cardinals this weekend. Friday, Saturday, we'll see in terms of the actual timing. But it looks like the Cardinals should be back in action. I'm going to start kind of big picture with you here because yesterday we talked about the pitching situation that the Cardinals are about to run into. How concerned do you think they are about the readiness, the preparedness from their pitchers to be able to actually take up all of these innings that they're about to have to endure?
1: I would think it's a major concern, BK, just because guys have not been in live action. So Friday night would have been... Three weeks to the day that Jack Flaherty would have thrown the first pitch of the the season for the Cardinals. So I don't look at it as a traditional five coming back. I would look at it as how are we going to cover all the innings. So kind of like you may have a situation where a pitcher would start warming up a game uh, and then go out, throw that first inning, and in the first inning or second inning, You've got another guy warming up in the bullpen and getting ready to come in. And it's almost like a piggyback to try to cover those innings. So I don't know what guys have been able to do. I know they've been asked to stay in their homes for the most part. I know Adam Wainwright was you know, basically in his neighborhood throwing long toss into a net. So you know, there's been that kind of thing that they could be doing. But they'll get a couple of workouts I would end, uh, imagine in before they go to – chicago to play and like you said who knows when that would be friday or saturday or sunday whatever the case may be but there's got to be concern about how to try to cover all these innings coming up
2: all right danny i listen i'm not exactly sure of I how can many hear
1: your voice ribs on the day that the blues are in the playoffs <laughs> i just gotta say that
2: <laughs> thank you i'm excited too buddy um, Me too. what i was uh gonna dive into here with you is I've lost track of the days of how long it's been (laughs) since, you know, the first test, the second test, the third wave, whatever we're talking about. But I did have a question for you regarding, well, we'll call it the first wave of players. Could we be looking at getting some of those guys back now based on the math of how many days they've been out in quarantine? Could they be effectively used when the Cardinals start back up again?
1: You know, it's a great question, and my understanding is, and if my math is correct, the answer would be yes. Now, <clears throat> I think some of those guys are waiting for tests. I, I could tell you this: Ribs through the MLB protocol, they've got to have a couple of negatives come back. I bet BK has got those numbers specifically down because I know he's always great and and really prepared on these things. And maybe BK, you got it off the top of your head or your fingertips, but. Um, Do you have that? They were put on IL on the 4th, so (laughs) (laughs) it'll be 10 days this
0: weekend since they've been put on IL, but those tests were from, I believe, the 29th was when those tests were.
1: So, yeah, I mean, uh, theoretically then, there you go. Um, You would have a shot to get them in, and that's what I've been saying. As crazy as this is, guys, is that here it is, uh, you know, Cody Whitley, who is turning into a high-leverage reliever. Uh, Yadier Molina, who kind of guides your pitching staff in a future Hall of Famer, in my mind. Your cleanup hitter and all-star shortstop in Paul DeYoung is out. And all of a sudden, they all of a sudden could be back in. And Ron Helvervelo, who is a DH one night and maybe has to play the outfield with... Lane Thomas out, who's on the second wave, and um, who's another one, uh, Austin Dean, who's on the second wave, who could play the outfield, who's unavailable. Well, Ravello's in. I mean, there's just so many moving parts to this that, yes, uh, theoretically, th- those guys, if they feel well and test out properly through the protocols, by my understanding, yes, they they basically could be back after missing the second wave of, of this and would be healthy enough to play. Now, obviously a lot needs to happen ribs and it's a great question between now and then. But yeah, you you could you could basically get those guys back.
0: So that's nice Dan and I I we certainly would look forward to being able to see Paul DeYoung and Yadier Molina back in the lineup. There are now outfield questions as you kind yeah. of alluded to there with Lane Thomas and Austin Dean. They were not a part of that first wave of these tests if we want to call it that. What do you think happens there? Because I mean, of course, I'm alluding to the elephant in the room—that is oh, Dylan don't do Carlson. It.
2: Don't do
0: it. No, no. I knew you were going there. Okay, I'm I ready mean, for it. Dan, you just mentioned the possibility of Ron Ravello <laughs> playing in the outfield, so I got to ask the follow-up question. Sure. What do you think happens it. here?
1: Well, I know where you're going. The elephant in the room is Dylan Carlson, and um, let's just go there. So, Ravello would be an option, you know, if he's healthy enough to come back and play. Um, And and let's go to what the Cardinals have talked about, which was let's give Lane Thomas, let's give Tyler O'Neal this run to show what they can do. And I I think it's fair to say that um, O'Neill has done a nice job. And if you didn't have the second wave, he would have become a very important piece of the lineup and maybe the cleanup hitter for the Cardinals because DeYoung was out. So he was one of the guys that I, I think had had really good at-bats for the Cardinals. couple of home runs, hit the ball hard, um, and was starting to establish himself in the lineup. I don't think you could say the same thing for Bader. Uh, there was times he was struggling. Lane Thomas had only had one start, so he had really not had a fair shake, and his return is not uh, imminent. So uh, he's kind of out, and, and Dean is out at this point. They've got to get healthy and get their, their negatives a couple of negative tests back in the time period to be out. And then the cardiac test is something they have to go through as well, which is part of the protocol to come back. So then you have Justin Williams, who is on the 40-man roster. Um, That is an option as well. And then the other one is Dylan Carlson. And the other part that they've talked about, too, is that barring um, injuries, you know, they said injuries, those guys would get a a shot to make a run. Well, now we we don't have injury. We have COVID-19. And so you do have to wonder, now it's on the table, do you bring Dylan Carlson up? And I do think it's a fair question at this point. Um, With also guys, I think the other thing that you have to look at is not only are you covering, and follow me here, not only are you trying to cover innings logistically, but where is the timing going to be for guys that have not been in the satellite camp down in Springfield? So, you know, you can work out all you want and hit off a tee and do those things in your basement, but the guys that have been down in Springfield, have been playing in sim games. They have been seeing the quote-unquote, you know, live BP, and Dylan Carlson is one of those guys. Um, and so, you with Miles Michaelis now going on the, the extended DL or IL, there is another roster spot. Dylan Carlson would be one of those guys at the satellite camp. And so my point is, with these guys coming back, there, there's been no major activity of seeing live batting practice. So, the hitters and their timing—that's going to be thrown off. If you bring up Carlson and some others, those guys have been able to at least be in some type of baseball um, playing shape, meaning that they're they're seeing live BP, they're they're throwing, they're they're taking the ground balls, they're seeing the bat off the uh, the ball off the bat, those kind of things. And I wonder if that goes into some of their thought process here. And hopefully, I'm explaining that well to where. You know, there's at least some baseball activity that these guys are doing. It's not just the pitchers that are trying to get back on the mound, but man, these hitters are going to be behind the eight ball too. And you have to think about Dylan Carlson with Dean being down, with Lane Thomas being down, and the options being limited on those that have been in live baseball action. So you got to wonder about the the immediate future here of, of Dylan Carlson. So it's not just the pitchers; it's the hitters too. That's uh, that that is something to think about. And I should mention by my count, guys, and I know uh, BK, BK, and I know you prepare two ribs, but BK, you're always prepared. And I think there's only four guys on the 40-man roster right now that are at Springfield. So it becomes a really tricky mathematical numbers equation. It's not just... A lot of people have said to me, well, you know, you have these expanded rosters, and you got these guys in Springfield, and just bring them up. It's just not that easy, because in the future, you lose those guys when you take people off the 40-man. They They can become players that are claimed by other teams and you don't want to do that looking ahead to later this season or 2021 and so on and so forth so it becomes really a numbers game that's kind of tough to manage
2: danny there's a follow-up on the dylan carlson topic and i guess for me it comes down to two things is it more important to see what you have that's not Dylan Carlson? Or is it more important to see what you have in Dylan Carlson in this unique season? I guess I guess my point being is, does John Mosaylock really need to force the square peg in the round hole to see what Dylan Carlson is? Or do you think with everything as unique as it is, it's better to get a little more of a look at what you do have as far as maybe potential assets in other guys?
1: It's a great question, and I think you have to see where a lot of the other aspects of this season go. So what I mean is, if, how many guys will want to continue to play this year? Um, we don't know that question. So you have <clears throat> a limited time in the season when you come back. Now, what I mean by that, limited weeks. Are, are all the players going to want to come back? The 15th is coming around. That's a payday. Are we going to have opt-outs? Maybe, maybe not. Um, we don't know that. Um, you're going to also have a limited amount of time to fit in a lot of games, meaning that not every player can play every game. You know what I mean, Jamie? That'd be like trying to to play a ton of hockey games in a limited number of time, and you can't have every guy on the ice, right? You can't have him available for every game. You're going to have to sit some guys to give him rest. So that's another part of this is that you will, when you bring up Dylan Carlson, he's not here just to kind of watch. He's here to play. If he's going to be here, you play him. And so, yes, you're trying to watch Lane Thomas and Bader and uh, O'Neill, but if you're playing all these doubleheaders, and by my count, you're going to have to play a minimum of seven, probably eight, maybe nine, Oof. to fit in all these games, you know, to get in like 50, 58 games, maybe 60, maybe to 54. Either way you look at it, you're going to have to play multiple doubleheaders. And if you're doing that – and you're saying, well, if you're going to bring up Dylan Carlson, he's going to play. He's got to play. Well, he's going to play a lot because you have all the doubleheaders. So that that's part of the equation, too, for me, is that even if you bring him up and he sits a little bit, he's not going to sit a lot because you have doubleheaders. So he's going to play a lot. And I think that answers your question, is that you're going to have plenty of time to see all these guys just because you have a lot of double headers coming up. I really do believe that.
0: Final question. Danny Mac has a really cool opportunity tomorrow hosting the MLS reveal. It'll be at 11 a.m. and you'll be able to hear that right here at the beginning of our show, 11 a.m. on 101 ESPN. I do to be
1: taking time away from you guys. Oh, no, Dan, I think there are plenty
0: of people that would love to see it on a typical basis as well. They're be revealing the no. name, colors, no, no, no. crest and logo of the MLS team. Dan, what can people expect tomorrow as you're hosting that event?
1: Well, I think it's an exciting day. Unfortunately, you know, we all can't be there in person, obviously, with what's going on. But um, it's it'll be Carolyn Kendall Betts and, and much of the ownership group will be there. And you're going to get an explanation as to why they picked the colors and the name and the crest. And it'll be a celebration not only for the city um, and a culmination of what has been a long road to bring soccer and a major professional sport to St. Louis with everything in the fallout of the Rams, but then an explanation as to how they came to the name, and um, and and trying to bring the community together, and I think that's the number one thing that they want everybody to to come away with as they explain it. You know, they they got a ton of feedback from fans, and I mean, believe me, they got probably more than they ever expected or wanted, but they were happy to get it. And great explanation into the history of soccer, um, why it's important to have the name that they chose um and and i think people come away with the explanation and go that is really cool and and it's it's inclusive for everybody and i think that's what they wanted it to be a community aspect and oriented type of an event that that people can feel proud of to be from st louis in the surrounding area and have it to be something that is very very um i guess the best way to put it that everybody comes away feeling good about being from st louis or if you live here now Or if you want to be from here or uh, put your feet in the ground here and say that this place is a cool place to be. So that's, I think, what people are going to come away from, uh, seeing this and being a part of it.
0: Well, we're looking forward to it, Dan. Again, you'll be able to hear that tomorrow at 11 o'clock right here on 101 ESPN. The MLS team reveal name, colors, crest, and logo. Danny Mac hosting all right here on 101 ESPN tomorrow at 11 o'clock. Dan, we always appreciate the time, man. We we look forward to hopefully seeing you back on the call this weekend for the Cardinals games, and we'll hear you tomorrow morning as you're filling in a little bit with the morning show as well.
1: DK, do me a favor. We we just when we go to break to say we can't wait to watch baseball this weekend. Let let's not hope. Let's just say, because I mean, I keep saying, I was asked on on Friday. They said, you know, what do, what do you want to see tonight in the game? And I said, I just hope we play. <laughs> and I I was and they they go, no no no. What do you what do you want to see? Like you know, DeYoung do this or that? I go, no no no, uh, whatever it was. I said, no. They just hope we play. And they go, no 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 no. What do you want to see? I said, no. Let's just hope we play. And, of course, we didn't play. So now just say, we're going to play baseball this weekend as we go to break. Will you please? I, I can do that for you, change, Dan. Change my luck for me, will you? And I, let's go Blues tonight.
0: Th- I like to hear that. Dan, Thank you, you enjoy your evening. We'll talk to you tomorrow, my friend. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Good, you got Good it. talking to you guys.